This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go at Tower 3. We're live in L.A. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Final hour, Chris Broussard. Tomorrow's headlines today with J-Mac. Great final hour. It is good to have you in. So it doesn't happen very often. But I think, I do think J-Mac, during the break, came up with a very interesting way to look at Chris Paul to the Lakers. And much like turning me on the New York Giants last football season, from last place to maybe they're okay. Here's J-Max theory. You want me to reveal it? Reveal your theory on why Chris Paul to the Lakers could make a little sense. Um, I think the biggest reason is you're removing a central force of the Phoenix Suns, a leader in the locker room, a guy who arrived and helped Devin Booker go from, like, 27 wins to 50. So we know Booker. Yeah. We know he's not a great leader. Well, we don't know if he's a— Well, well we time don't, out. We don't no. know. It's TBD on okay, Booker. Okay, well, time out. They were crap before he got there. They were struggling. Okay. Chris Paul's teams are never crap. Ever. So he's talented. Booker's not a leader. DeAndre Ayton, we know, is not a leader. KD is acknowledged. He's not a leader. So essentially, your point is— this is not the best player. He's the centrifugal force in the add, building. He's the glue to that team. No now, and question. also, by the way, Monty Williams gone, a new coach coming in, new regime. I, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty in Phoenix. And you remove Chris Paul from that and you bring him to your team, you're hurting a team that's chasing you. And I would say the Suns are chasing him. And I, I'd say the Lakers with Chris Paul next year. Chris Paul, Austin Reeves, LeBron, well, uh, AD. Is it, is it, though, admitting? So I think you're right. Because KD is acknowledged, I'm not a leader. Aiton's not. We can say this about Booker. He's talented. But pre-Chris Paul, he was just scoring 28 and not doing anything. Yeah. Paul, the reason Chris Paul wins everywhere is because he's hard on teammates. He's a quarterback. He's a facilitator. 
He's an adult. He's one of the great leaders the league has had in 15 years. He's not one of the best. Well, he's one of the best players in the last 15 years, but he's a great leader. He was a leader at Wake Forest. He was a leader in New Orleans, Houston, OKC. Olympic teams, I believe. He's, yeah, he's a just leader. one of these galvanizing forces yes. you don't want to lose. And then here's the worst part for Phoenix. How do you replace that massive hole? Forget leadership, but scoring, um, defense, everything. And all of a sudden now, campaign's going to be your starter, and now you got a little bit of money because Aiton makes over $30 million, Booker makes over $30 million, Durant makes over $30 mil. So, so you're kind of hamstrung as to how you can get better. But when you acknowledge what the Lakers would be telling you by doing this, they like Austin Reeves. They found him. He's undrafted. You know and I know. Owners and GMs love when they find a sleeper. But they're telling you, because we know he's not great off the ball. He's fine. He's well, not. He's he, okay. He can create his own shot. We've okay, seen no, a lot of that. I'm talking off the ball. Clay Thompson's great off the ball. Was, but I don't Was. So he's not great off the ball. But the Lakers are telling you they don't see him as a point guard either. He's, a, he's just a guard. Because if you bring Chris Paul in, who would engineer it, and LeBron, who needs the ball, you're going to move Austin Reeves a lot of the time off the ball. Because LeBron or... Chris Paul, one of the two will play. Well, then Austin Reeves is an off-the-ball player, of which he's okay. He's fine. He's not great. What the Lakers are telling you by this, if the rumors are true, is, and I don't think they're necessarily wrong, is they don't think Austin Reeves, he's gotten banged up. He creates a lot of contact. Mm -hmm. He's not a guy you can build around as a point guard because he's not gifted as a ball handler. He's fine. He's, he's just not a pure point. So the Lakers are telling you, we like him. We'll pay him. He's a combo Malcolm Brogdon guard-ish. But they're telling you he's not, the, he's not the facilitator and quarterback Laker fans think Austin Reeves is. He's not. Maybe not for a regular season. But at the same time, you said even if Chris Paul went to Boston, in your hypothetical for uh, Marcus Smart, he would only need like 50 games right. and then show up for the playoffs. Well, you don't want LeBron and Chris Paul both playing 80 games or even sniffing that. You're going with the Lakers just like this past season. Get to the postseason. Get us a top eight seed, preferably not playing. Get us to the playoffs. We'll be healthy, and we're going to make a run. That They're capable of that if healthy in the postseason. So I think, I think years ago I worked for a news director. I, I worked at a local TV station, a few of them. And I remember this news director telling me that when he, whenever he went into a new city, a Portland, a Philadelphia, a, a Birmingham, wherever it was, he would cherry pick people at other stations. And he said, I don't have to love them. Are they affordable? Are they capable? But it will create chaos in the other buildings. So if I take the morning anchor off my rival, I'm a CBS news director. I go to ABC, take their morning anchor off. That means they're going to go a month with a bunch of backups. They may choose the wrong next anchor. It puts their newsroom in kind of a, a harm's way. The newsroom now has to find a fill-in in the morning. They're concentrating on the morning, and their their night's more valuable, and they're having to shuffle people around because newsrooms now are all very, very lean, and it's just a pain in the butt for the newsroom. So he said, I would go around every... It was like a secret. He, it was like this thing he did over and over. He would just go and pull people. As long as they were not a fortune and they were capable. He goes, it didn't be great. Not even very good. Were they good enough to be on my roster? But the chaos I created... In those newsrooms, everybody loses focus, where I always came in with an absolute focus and what I wanted to do, but it moved faster if I could create chaos in other newsrooms. And so what you're saying is, basically, the Suns are one of the best, the biggest obstacles to a finals appearance. Let's mess with their head. Let's cut off, let's cut off their leader. 
It's not a terrible we idea. We saw a little, tiny bit of this with Sean Payton in Denver this offseason. So, Sean Payton goes to Denver. They've got Russell Wilson at quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. He went and stole Jarrett Stidham from the Raiders. Jarrett Stidham had a pretty good game uh, late in the season. I remember filling in for Carr, and they went and gave him like a two-year deal. And for we ten couldn't years. figure it's it like, out. Well, what is that all about? Well, the Raiders were in a bit of a pickle. Carr's leaving. Now Stidham's gone. What are we doing at quarterback? They got to go get Jimmy Garoppolo, who we're now finding out was damaged goods with the foot surgery. So right now— I'm looking at the Raiders' depth chart. Their backup quarterback— you know, Brian Hoyer, they pulled him out of his family. That guy's like 40 years old. He's now your backup. So Sean Payton was saying, basically, he heard the rumors, Sean did, that Derek Carr was leaving. So I'm going to take your backup. Derek leaves. Who you got? Who you got? So I know I'm guaranteeing I'm at least third place in my division, not fourth. Yeah. And you don't think that maybe McDaniels is, boy, Garoppolo better stay healthier. I could be on the unemployment line. By uh, by Halloween, if this goes south, you know Ra- Raiders, a little dicey. I think Peyton did some of that, and I, you know, LeBron is a master of the mind games. He doesn't want Kevin Durant winning another title, right? I I, I like this move of adding Chris Paul. That's very. That makes me think about. It. That's very good by you. That's what I'm here for, man. Start I'm making you think things. a little bit. Okay, here's the other thing. Speaking of Russell Wilson, so I said this earlier. So there's no precedent for being really good and being washed. So here is Russell, we were, Garrett Bowles was talking about how he thinks Russell's going to prove everybody wrong, and we're just talking about Sean Payton. So here were Russell Wilson numbers in Seattle, the average for three years before he went to Denver. So for our radio audience, 106 passer rating, a 4-to-1 TD to interception ratio, 66.5% completion percentage, win 10 games. That was with a bad O-line and a below-average run game. Then he goes to Denver, which I blame 80% on Nathaniel Hackett, 20% on Russell's reluctance to be mobile, which is really his greatest skill, and he's completely washed. So the question becomes with Sean Payton, what does Russell Wilson become? So I'll throw these to you, J-Mac. Here is my guess with Sean Payton. Bowles is back at left tackle. They've upgraded, I believe, did they upgrade it right? Tackle with McGlinchey. Yeah. Stole him from San Fran, yeah. So for our radio audience, I'm predicting passer rating at 96. It won't be as high as Seattle. TD to interception ratio is 3-1, to one, not 4-5-1. to one. Completion percentage is closer to Seattle, not quite 65. And then the, the, the passing yards are a little over 4,000. These are not as good as Seattle numbers. What they are is Trevor Lawrence numbers, which is more than capable of winning a playoff game, being dynamic, not top four in the league, somewhere between 6 and 12. Do you think those are realistic numbers on Russell Wilson? Certainly. I mean, look at the wide receiver room that he's got this year. Remember there was all this talk, are we going to move on from Judy? Uh, they got Judy coming back, Sutton, Patrick, K.J. Hamler's are fourth. Then they drafted the kid Marvin Mims, I think out of Oklahoma or somewhere. Like, they've got a deep core receivers. They're set well, at tight end. Also, if the offensive line holds up. Now remember, they have one guard they really like. Bowles is their best old lineman at left tackle. He was gone. So they're going to get a massive upgrade at left tackle and Mike McGlinchey right tackle. The young guards a year older. The O-line should be significantly better than what it was and with a significantly better coach. And yeah. the Raiders, I think we both admit, they yeah. could be a tank team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about trading Devontae Adams, but you're right. How, how do you quantify 
what Peyton does to Russell Wilson. A really good offensive mind. We saw what he did with Drew Brees. Well, look at what happened it, in New Orleans when he left. A, they weren't a disaster in personnel. They were a disaster offensively. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think you and I are on this. So the you only, only problem is the division is a is a major challenge. Like, well, you, you got to face uh, Mahomes Kansas twice. Kansas City is a major challenge. Her, Herbert's not a major challenge? The Chargers are always a little overvalued. I think I'm being fair, even though I like people in the building. I've been hearing for 20 years. <laughs> they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're talented. And they have some really high-end Bosa, Herbert, Keenan, Mike Williams, Slater. They're top five core guys. They got five or six yeah. like star players. And oh, by the way, their coach, all he heard the entire season was, we're shoving you out for Sean Payton. And yeah. now he gets to face Payton twice. Probably some extra motivation on his part if he didn't need it already. You have them in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, they're behind the Jets, but, you know, a lot of people in the AFC are. Good God. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, J-Mac said the series is over tonight. Miami's done. That doesn't mean the game won't be close, but it's, uh, Nuggets are winning the NBA Finals. Lock it up. Let's bring in Brew. Okay. Chris Broussard. Well... Uh, Mr. Confident over here, he's already bailed on Miami. Now, it is interesting, Chris, as I think you would point out, Denver doesn't have to necessarily play great to win. 
Uh, I mean, I didn't think they played particularly well in game one. They don't even have to shoot well to win. They've shot under 30% twice on threes. They're the better team. Um, Do you think Miami is, do you think tonight's close? Or do you think tonight is sort of the ultimate stamp of, we got a mismatch here? Well, look, I I hate to count Miami out. I'm with J-Mac. I think Denver's clearly the better team and they will win this series. And I do think they'll win tonight. But I'll give Miami a chance out of respect for how hard they play, their heart, their coaching, and their ability to get hot from three. But you mentioned it. What does Denver have to do to win this game tonight? Here's what they have to do. Play hard. Yes. Really. Play hard and smart, right? Miami beat two more talented teams in Milwaukee and Boston simply because they played harder and smarter than those two teams. Well, if Denver's more talented too, and if they match Miami's how hard they play and how smart they play, they'll beat them. We saw at game three, they hit five three-pointers. This year, regular season and playoffs, teams that made five or fewer three-pointers were 12-51. and And not only does Denver win game three, but they route them by 15 points. And one thing we always learn in the playoffs, it seems, Colin, in this three-point era is that the mid-range jumper is still valuable. Yes. All right, Golden State shot a lot of mid-range jumpers uh, in their run with Durant and even before that. Toronto with Kawhi Leonard, he was primarily a mid-range jump shooter. So don't abandon the mid-range shot, and Denver is showing you that. If you play good defense, then you can shoot mid-range jumpers and still win. You know, I I hear people talking about Jokic, and there's, you know, the game is sort of choppy. I was at the gym yesterday, and the guy's like, I can't watch that guy. It's garbage. And my takeaway is when Magic Johnson came into the league and did that set shot, he couldn't shoot a jumper, remember? And a lot of people right. were like, he looked, <laughs> it was an ugly jumper. And my takeaway was, we're looking at something we've never seen. Inside the league, when you talk to people, I, I think he's got a little bird. I think he's fascinating. It's not an aesthetically beautiful game, but what do people think about? Are we looking at an all-time player here? Yeah, we are. We're clearly looking at an all-time player. Obviously, you want to keep – he has to win championships, win this one, and maybe wins more to figure out how high he ends up being ranked. But this is an all-time great player, and I think you said it when you brought up Magic, and and I think he's a seven-foot version of Larry Bird. Now, there's some difference. Bird obviously shot the ball more from the perimeter, but he – his intelligence, his skill set, He can score at every level, and he baffles you because he's not quick. You know, he's not fast. He doesn't jump, but he can always get his shot off. Yeah. This guy is phenomenal. I think he's the best player in the league, and I love watching him. So do I. I mean, I get some people don't. Yeah, he he. His, the only thing he does is flashy are his passes, and not all of them are. I mean, he's yeah. not on the bird or magic level in terms of fat, fancy passes, but he is. I think he's the best player in the league, and I'm interested in seeing after I believe they get this championship, can he go on and win multiple championships? He's young. The team is young. They're well coached. They're the type of you know system where guys are going to stay there. They're going to keep their coach for a long time. So I think he's got a chance to win uh, a multiple championships. Okay, so J-Mac may have talked me into something. So I look at Chris Paul to the Lakers, and I'm like, do they need another guy who plays 45 regular season games? But J-Mac brought it up. 
is that KD has admitted I'm not a leader. Right. DeAndre Ayton's talented. He's not a leader. Booker's gifted. But before Chris Paul got there, they were a rudderless franchise with a talented guy named Devin Booker. He's not a classic leader. Is that if you get Chris Paul out of Phoenix, they're just talented. They're not necessary, And he has been his leadership, toughness, IQ, right. that by taking him to Los Angeles, you have really created a talented, but perhaps a little rudderless on the floor team, and that his value is not just to the Lakers, it's that it hurts the Suns. Do you buy that? There's some truth to that. Um, but if I'm Phoenix and I get it, I, I don't, we don't know if Booker can be a leader. Obviously, he wasn't before Chris Paul got there, but he was young. Has he developed that now? KD clearly isn't and has said he isn't. So that is true. But if I'm Phoenix, I am ready to move on. I mean, if Chris comes back at a really discount rate, Sure, that's fine. My problem with CP3 is that when I need him most, like if he's talking about Lakers and he's talking about the Suns, maybe the Clippers as well, those are championship or bust teams. And if I can't count on Chris Paul in the playoffs, he's been hurt two of the last three postseasons, then what am I doing? Because if he gets hurt in the playoffs, just like this year, let's, let's look at what happened. He played during the regular season, and then you get hurt in the playoffs. So now in the most important games, I'm playing differently than we played all season. They had to have Devin Booker handling the ball and running the point uh, primarily because Chris Paul was hurt. So that's the danger that any contender picking up Chris Paul at this point has. And to be honest, that happened a lot even when he was younger in his prime with the Clippers. So that's the danger with CB3. I, I actually agree with some of what you said, Colin, about the Lakers because LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands at right, times. right. And Austin Reeves should have the ball in his hands at times. You know, he can play off the ball to some degree, but he is very good with the ball in his hands. Right. So you do take away some of that yeah. if you bring in Chris Paul. And and obviously the age with him and then AD and LeBron's injury histories, that's a team that you're just waiting for somebody to go down in a heap. So I, I actually like Chris Paul in either Houston or San Antonio. Young guy, leader, I mean, he's a veteran, but he can work with the young guys. Be, teach them how to play the game the right way. Teach them about the league. Be a leader. And when he's playing with them on the court, he won't get in the way of the young guys. He'll be feeding them and setting them up to be their best selves. So I would like him with one of those young groups, but I get, I get it if he wants to go somewhere and have a shot at winning a ring. All right, first things first is on fire. It's a great watch. Chris Bruce holds Nick Wright accountable. Somebody needs to. <laughs> Kevin Wilds as well. You look great. Good seeing you, buddy. Thanks again. Thanks, Colin. Have a good weekend. I like Chris Paul with the Celtics because with a young roster, they don't have anybody that initiates their offense. Whenever I watch the Celtics, I'm always like, they're kind of freewheeling. They remind me of the Clippers where it's like you have these really good wings. Who's getting you into your offense? And if you look at who leads the Celtics in assists the last couple of years in the playoffs, it's Tatum. It's not the one. He's your scorer and your defender. I don't want him leading you in assists. So I think Boston, I know everybody loves Boston, but Brown and Tatum made all NBA level guys, right? And they couldn't get to the finals. Like, it's not, there's something you have to, you can't just keep bringing stuff back. It's not like Joe Mazzula is going to become as good a coach as Spo. He'll be better, but he got totally worked. By Miami. Uh, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
This is the Herdline News. I think we're going to start with the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler developing story. Tyler Hero has been ruled out for Game 4, but Jimmy Butler is still extremely confident heading into the big, pivotal match tonight. We know if they lose this. Colin, you ain't beating Denver three straight. Jimmy Butler is feeling confident about the team's chances. Obviously, I expect to win, um, but what makes me proud is these guys are never out of the fight. Um, They're so joyful um, because we're in this thing together through good and through bad, Um, and I'm I'm proud of my guys for that. I love my guys for that, so tomorrow we're going to come out with a lot more energy. We're going to compete at a high level, and um, we're going to get one at home. I don't love his hat like that. I don't like hat on oh, backwards. Hat backwards guy. That was double. That was the hat on backwards and not securely fastened. I didn't mm. love that look. That's just my take. But I'm not very stylish. I love Butler. Uh, I see a lot of uh, hooligans on social media coming after me. Oh, well, you said Butler was better than Kawhi Leonard. Where's Jimmy Butler in the series? I. Butler is better than Jimmy one of the Kawhi bi- Leonard. One of the biggest underdogs in the last 20 years of the finals. Who would you take tomorrow? Butler or Kawhi Leonard? Come on, Butler. You would take Butler by of a mile. He's available. He's not he even plays. close. He plays hard. Listen, Jimmy Butler's not having a bad series. By the way, he's not the reason they lost game three. He had 28. I, I know it was on 24 shots, but everybody else didn't score. Like Jimmy Butler's he's not playing great in the series, but he's playing good. And he got there. He's the reason they're I, in the finals. You know, it reminds me of last year when the Celtics got to the finals. By the end, Jason Tatum looked beat up and tired. I mean, they relied on Tatum. He was so big in all these series. I kind of feel like Jimmy Butler last game. I just thought he looked a little in the you, second half. He was know, tired. It's like the end of the football season. You also, know, also people are just gassed. Like I'm gassed on the show. I got nothing left to carry you into the basketball season. I'm also, tired. when you face Denver, Denver's big. Yeah. The guys on him are bigger. And now they got this Christian Brown kid, this rookie. Hey, how about that? And he is all energy. He is a walking Red Bull and sneakers. So yeah. you put this young guy who's fresh, hasn't played a lot on, on Jimmy, and he's like super vertical, super twitchy. I think they found a little... It's scary. And I, I read a story where not only do they like uh, Christian Brown a lot, but they have another kid they drafted out of UCLA, uh, Watson, Peyton Watson, who hasn't really played a lot this season, but apparently he's crushing in practice. Not like Patrick Mahomes crushing yeah. before they got rid of Alex Smith, but this Denver team, I know people don't want to hear it. They're not going anywhere for a while as long as everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, Colin, I saw... I think we're going to do Luka Doncic. I saw... Uh, I follow him on Instagram. And I saw he posted a story. He's working out with a trainer. It's the offseason, and Luka Doncic looks like he's down 15 pounds. I mean, where? Now, I don't know if we have clearance for the picture, but he looks super skinny. There it is. There it is. Yes, oh we got it. Oh, my Look Lord. Look at that, dude. Looks like Taylor Swift. Well, what does he weigh? He, he's got Remember, he was at like 235. That's like NFL linebacker. Look in at him. He looks like he's down at like 215, 220. He looks like our, our our producer, Ryan. Oh, Ryan Music. Yeah, yeah. He's looking all skinny. Look at his um, shoulders. He lost his shoulders. Just the beefy, like, um, baby fat, if you will. It's gone. Like, his face looks thinner. I'm telling you, man. Luka Doncic is... It, it's Wow. Now, he hasn't said much about the whole Kyrie LeBron stuff, but I was fascinated by this. You know I'm a Luka Doncic guy. Yeah. Um, probably going to go buy a Luka Doncic jersey today because of this. The throwback Where are Mavs. you going to wear it? No, we talk about this often. There's only three places you can wear it. Well, you have Beach. A pool, you have a pool in your backyard, right? So when you have a pool party, I'll just come by with the Doncic jersey. No? With your wife. You think your wife would accept that? She probably would not. Uh, my kids would think it's cool and then say, Dad, that's so cringe. You know, because that's what they say. Yeah, they say that a lot with you. Right. Final story. Um, oh, whoops. Uh, two weeks left in the USFL regular season. Everyone making a push for the playoffs. Three teams can clinch this weekend. 
Philadelphia Stars and Birmingham Stallions could both clinch with W's. Michigan Panthers can clinch with a win and a win by the Stars. No team eliminated from playoff contention yet, Colin. Pretty impressive. Uh, gotta love. It's almost like the NBA, how they expanded the playoffs with the play-in and like everybody's got a shot. More teams having a shot at the playoffs. Major League Baseball, USFL doing a good job. Have you well. seen the ratings, the television, the linear ratings for sports? They just keep going up. And it's, it's almost people, like people like watching sports. Yeah, like it's it's. I remember when I was a kid, I was the only person in my family that loved watching sports on television. And I just never understood watching, nothing against Hollywood, but it's like, if I wanted to watch a movie, I'd go to the theater. And if I want to watch TV now, I watch streaming because it's higher budget stuff. Like if you're watching television outside of a, an election night, midterms or an election night, that I'm glued on no. politics for about, about three nights a year, I'm glued on three politics. Nights. Or there's some sort of weird sort of bad news. What about know? UFO stuff? Are you glued to that? No, I just, no, there's no such thing as UFOs. That's, I'm sorry. This story about the whistleblower. Wait, the government is disagreeing no. with you. This, this whistleblower story, time out. If, they, if somebody was really a whistleblower on UFO stuff, you think our government would just sit there, let them parade around networks and talk? Did you see what happened to Snowden? <laughs> Have you seen what has happened to people that are real whistleblowers with our government? They have to leave the country. So you believe we are the only people yes. in this universe? Yes. No way. Yep. What? Why us? Why this planet? Why? Uh, no way, Colin. Well, why us is... You, I could say, why would my wife marry me of no, the 350 million Americans? So you think there's no, no nothing else out there? I think there's probably uh, there's oh. water and there's probably a plant. There's probably some little insect. Do I think literally there are... Did you read the whistleblower story? I, I didn't read it. I watched it, as you said. You know, yeah. like I'm glued. I'm, I'm fascinated by aliens. Well, when you like watch that. all that Pentagon footage of that TikTok yes, flying yes, around, yes. I don't know. Do you think maybe since we didn't have the cell phone before everybody else that maybe we don't have a exhaustless vehicle before China? Oh. Well, we didn't have the cell phone first. Why do we have to have everything first? So they're not UFOs, it's China. Yeah, sending, I mean, there's okay. technology all over the world that we don't have first. China created TikTok. Why do we, like when we can't explain something, it, it's such an ego. Hmm. Well, it must be aliens. Or maybe another government created something before us. It's, po it's entirely I, possible. The arrogance is believing that if we didn't create it, it has to come from aliens. Well, wait, isn't about, it arrogance to say that we're the only people in this entire universe? Well, since there's massive, since the universe is a billion years old and we've yet to find one person beyond <laughs> us, I don't okay. think it's arrogant. All right. One of my bosses looked at me and pointed. You know what he was saying? Guy's got a point there. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if so far a billion years the planet's we don't have a single green guy. And you're saying it's arrogant for me to believe we're the only one. I got, I got news for you. If I try to hit a golf ball for 50 years and can never make contact, I don't think it's arrogant to say, I'm not good at golf. We don't have one example of anything here. Roswell okay. was a weather balloon. I don't have any examples. Was a, Roswell was a weather balloon. I, I, need, I need an alien. Then I'll change my mind. You changed my mind on Chris Paul in one segment. <laughs> I just need, just need to get a green person out here, <laughs> and you'll change your mind. Not somebody that had too much bourbon, yes. like a green person. Yeah, okay, I'm just saying. I don't whatever. Like, give me an example. I, I like precedent. I like history. You should put a poll on your social media. No, because I know all the Looney Tunes. All ninety percent of people think a lot of things exist that don't. Okay.
and I'm, conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I'm okay. just, you know, I, I don't mind being wrong, but at some point you got to give me some evidence. Well, there's a Tic Tac flying over the Pacific. <laughs> Look at how many things did not start here. All sorts of technology. We don't create everything. These are the rants that I, I enjoy. Uh. You just go off. We're talking about TV ratings for sports. And next thing, it's UFOs and green guys. I, you I love it. it. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. But I mean, if this guy was a whistleblower that had real information, I've seen the whistleblowers that have real information. They end up over, like, in Russia. They don't want to be around. Our, our government tracks them down. This guy's like, hey, CNN, you want me on? Our government's like, cuckoo, let him talk. You've heard CEO Howard Mackler of Innovation Refunds and GetRefunds.com explain they've helped so many small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. I hope it's a Colin was wrong by Monday and we find something over the weekend. I would have no problem leading the show with it. Hey, Colin was wrong on Sam Darnold and UFOs. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jason McIntyre, years ago, was in the newspaper industry. He was creating headlines, 
tasting those things and building his and then he got rid of that career but we thought let's we let's put our arms around your headline creation so we've been doing this for like four years i think this is five time has flown by yeah a lot of people throughout the industry are starting to use this segment as like something they can copy because it's just so popular right very kids really are into it so we call it tomorrow's headlines today let's start with the nba final stuff What's the headline going to be for the NBA Finals? I kind of gave it away earlier if you're watching the show. There's no upset here, Colin. The headline will be Denver Omelet. <laughs> Heat left with egg Jokic <laughs> on their face. I'm sorry, Miami. I, I, I can't make a case. You know, I, I was talking about this video that's circulating about the adjustments that Michael Malone made. So against the Heat zone, they had struggled because they would just, like, crowd Jokic. What did Malone do? He just moved Jokic away from the foul line to, like, over on the wing. And it created huge gaps. Miami's flustered. Jokic just passing around. The assists go up. Like, they have an answer in Jokic for anything Spolstra wants to do. He is a great coach. Yeah. He's gotten a lot out of his guys. They are a great story. But they cannot handle the Jokic-Murray combo, which is devastating. And, you know, it, it really is hearkening back to Kobe and Shaq since we've seen a duo this nasty yeah. in the finals. You know, they're in there, by the way, they're in their prime. They both signed for a long term. So is Gordon and Porter. So Denver's yeah. locked in here. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good. All right. Tomorrow's headline today. How about the MVP of this baby? I, I did put a couple bucks on Jamal Murray to win the MVP you, before you the finals. Just a couple, you know, a long shot bet. It ain't happening. The headline will be serb your enthusiasm. <laughs> Jokic is pretty, pretty good. Um, listen, this guy's historically great. Uh, these triple doubles, the, the vision, The it feels like any rebound that was pivotal, he just snared it. He just went up and got it. Meanwhile, Bam Adebayo's in there. He's an awesome center. Yeah. Bam Adebayo is an all-NBA center. Anthony Davis is an all-world defensive player. Jokic has just pushed them around and made them irrelevant two rounds in a row. And, oh, by the way, the round prior to that, he basically got DeAndre Ayton. Like, his teammates were angry at him by how bad he was playing. And Ayton said no mas and sat out the final game with an injury. Jokic is beating up every center in the league. Good ones. Yeah, the numbers Dominant are historic. defensive ones. The thing, I, I just, I don't know if he, he is kind of a unicorn earlier yes. in the show. It's yes, like the, the capable, uh, his offensive capabilities are just staggering. And this guy's something special, man. Yeah, he, I thought Chris Broussard, I, the, the player that he reminds me of a little, there's a lot of Larry Bird, much bigger. Um, you know, I mean, they're different players, but the passing, the shooting, and just the understanding of using your body, uh, and by the way, Bird and Jokic, you, you know, you hear, oh, they're not that uh, twitchy. And I don't know. Bird got up the floor pretty yeah. quick. Tomorrow's headlines today. Let's stay in the NBA. Chris Paul this offseason. I'm interested yeah. for this. Well, we've had some good discussions on the Chris Paul. I know you floated the Boston trade. You loved that earlier in the week. Got a lot of praise around the internet. Brilliant. I think uh, Chris Paul's new destination is bigger. The headline will B, hooray for Pollywood. L.A. lands more sunshine, stealing the point god from Phoenix. This is such a win for Chris wow. Paul and LeBron. Colin, think of, just think about this for a second. You steal your rival's point guard. You now have the banana boat. Remember, forever LeBron wanted to play with Melo. It could not happen, did not happen. He now gets Chris Paul. If you think LeBron is worried about leadership, dude, he could take off a week and Chris Paul will be fine with this team. Like, there are so many options that they have when they can bring in a second leader. Um, I do think this kind of probably isn't great for Anthony Davis. Uh, he becomes the blame guy. There, nobody's blaming Chris Paul. 
when he comes in because he's not going to be playing a lot. That's right. Anthony Davis probably going to get a little more blame, but I, I think it. You know, if the option is D'Angelo Russell, we can bring him back oh. at a reduced cost. Oh. Like your reaction. Every Laker fan knows, like, Russell runs very hot and cold. He doesn't play any defense. Like, Chris Paul, I, it Paul is, it is acknowledging, though, Austin Reeves isn't a true point. The Lakers are acknowledging we, it's Malcolm Brogdon. Like, uh, a, kind of a combo. It's a little better than Malcolm Yeah, Brogdon, no, no, right? he's better, but I mean, Malcolm can play. But the, but the Lakers are, because if you thought Austin Reeves was a point guard of the future, you wouldn't make the move. No, you're just doing a one-year deal, right? One year, $5 million, uh for the minimum, whatever number Dan had mentioned. Austin Reeves still integral to this team. He's the guy who's going to probably play closer to 80 games, younger, spry, can handle, shoot, create his own shot. I like Austin Reeves. I, I, I like him, too. I like him a lot. Austin Reeves or Caruso? Austin Reeves. Okay. He's bigger. Just make it sure. feel Caruso bigger. used to be the, I like the fan's kid. No, I like him. And now it's Austin Reeves. Everybody yeah. loves him. All right, let's let's shift to the NFL. A couple of issues here. Tomorrow's headlines today. Delvin Cook's made four Pro Bowls. Mm. Released by the Vikings. I know where I think he should go. What say you? So a lot of Miami Dolphins talk. Um, I you know what I like though. Quarterback on the rookie deal, spend, spend, spend. The headline will be Cook out below. Backfield gets new front burner. Jacksonville Jaguars make a play for Dalvin Cook. You've now got Travis Etienne in the backfield with Dalvin Cook. By the way, their backup is a guy named Tan- Tank Bigsby, yeah. uh, like an unknown kind of, I think he went to Auburn. Um, yeah, he did. But Dalvin Cook and Travis Etienne. Then you've got Ridley on the outside. Colin, this offense, if you add Dalvin Cook to it, you're, I mean, I don't think 12 13 wins is out of the equation. No, we, I think. I believe they'll be the number one seed in the AFC. That's in play for sure because the division's weak, but Dalvin Cook can be a number one running back in this Can I throw one other team at you? Sure. Rookie quarterback, lost McCaffrey, and DJ Moore. Carolina. Mm. You've got to take some pressure off Bryce Young. It's not a great O-line. They lost their star receiver. They're not great at tight end, and they lost McCaffrey. They got nothing but money here. So they can spend. That that would be a good move. Yeah. Would they be willing to do that? I think th- I don't think they they got some money wrapped up in their front seven. But I don't think they pay any of their wide receivers. If I'm Carolina, that's where I go. So they're starting running back depth charts. They just went and got Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard mm. is their backup out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. So they got some good guys back yeah. there, but again, Jacksonville, it feels like they're kind of close to a Super Bowl. Did they not push the Chiefs in that playoff game? Well, they played the Chiefs twice. I felt in both games that they had personnel, they just had enough personnel holes that Kansas City is so smart, yeah. they could pick them apart. I think Christian Kirk had a drop on a deep ball. Like, like, like f- Kansas City, Jacksonville's Kansas City in three, two years. They just aren't ready to beat Kansas City in Arrowhead. They're just not. And that when I watch them, I'm like, they're close. They're, yeah. They need about six more guys. Kansas City just kind of knew what they, you know, listen, Mahomes and Trevor, Trevor needs another year of seasoning. Finally, tomorrow's headlines today. DeAndre Hopkins, a free agent. A lot of different reports on a receiver yeah. I think we both like. One just emerged that he he's going to be visiting the Patriots next week. That just came out five minutes ago. I don't love that fit. Don't love the quarterback. Um, I don't love the team, but I'm a Jets fan. At any rate, I think the perfect fit is where DeAndre Hopkins is going this weekend. The headline, Will. B, DeAndre the Giant. <laughs> Titans wrestle D-Hop from foes. Now, he that's is interesting. visiting Tennessee. Now, 
He, he ha- no, has a relationship with Vrabel, the very, very, very good coach in Tennessee. And I think this makes sense for like, a, if you want to get a one-year deal, you go to Tennessee and say, hey, I'm going to refurbish my image. I got Traylon Burks as the two. I'm the one. Derrick Henry still got some juice. Tannehill, I can help you get through this and keep Will I Levis like behind you. I like it. And and you could stack some numbers, and then you, after this, you get like a two or three year deal. Yeah. Um. And listen, I know we're giving the Jags the, the division, but this is a team that two okay. years ago I think won twelve hey, or thirteen games. Here's the other thing: you can pay him because they're moving off Tannehill at the end of the year. Will Levis was a second round. You're paying Will Levis. I nothing, mean, yeah. nothing for four years. He's a second round contract. And remember, they they made the mistake of moving on from AJ Brown, who was awesome. That was just a catastrophic. And they don't mistake. they don't really have a second receiver we like. They've got a bunch of guys who are kind of middling and like, you know, I don't even want to say like third or fourth string guys, but um Hopkins and Burks and Henry, you got you got the makings of something. Well, they also address their O line. I love their first well, they pick had in the to. Dr- Desperate, yeah. Yeah. So that's a kid that Skaronsky, can play. He that, can play that, okay. any position. Yeah. So they're they're if Will Will Levis, we all banged on it when he went second round. In a weird way, the best thing that ever happened to Aaron Rodgers is falling to Green Bay. By the way, was there a better coaching job last year than Vrabel in Kansas City? Do you remember that game? It was oh, like a Sunday God. night game. Malik Willis completed like eight throws, yeah. and they led. They, they were in that game until the final <laughs> seconds with a quarterback who had nothing, no juice at all. That's all Vrabel, man. So it's interesting. Think about the quarterbacks in our lifetime that you think of that dropped in the draft. Marino dropped to Shula. That's right. Aaron dropped to the Packers. Lamar dropped to the well-run Ravens. And Will Levis dropped to Mike Vrabel. There's a history. If you're talented, maybe there's a concern about injuries. Body. Will Levis, you know, the gun show. Yeah. Literally, the kid goes to a wonky division, excellent coach, very good defense. You add D-hop. A power running game. Will Levis, in one year, maybe the luckiest quarterback of all those And guys. they got a good defense. Uh, Simon's no, they, the kid on the defensive line. No, they're line. D-line. Simmons, um, they're, they're good. This is, all of a sudden, Jacksonville's got a contender in that division. I know you like to hype up the Texans. That ain't happening. Colts, bottom of the barrel. Fall, I want four, you five this wins. weekend to spend a little time on the two deeps for the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. I don't okay. ask a lot. In they're between just, your gun show at the beach. Spending money. All, that's all they're doing. <laughs> just spending money on guys... Who you seem to like. Dalton Schultz? I forgot. Oh, how could I overlook him? Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Plus they have Pierce, the running back. Oh, Bernard plus, Pierce. That's right. Oh, and yeah. plus Laramie Tunzel, Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce. Yes, yes. Pierce yes. is a very nice running back. Schultz a very good tight end. They have a star left tackle. CJ Stroud, according to reports, is better than Mahomes. Oh, <laughs> very. It's um. <laughs> it's it's a, you know, there's wins. a team that's going to double their wins. So give it to me. There's going to be one. Well, Denver won. How many four? So Denver. That's fair. Denver's your Denver's your New Orleans won how many? No, they won seven. They're not getting fourteen. Denver's the best bet. So how many games did Houston win? Four or five? Four? Not a lot. They won three games. Oh, you don't think they're gonna win six? Oh, I I'm betting that right now. I think that the Vegas win total is like six and a half, probably. I'm betting the over. Go ahead. Yeah, so Denver, I think Denver and Houston are my two double the win total. Yeah, why don't you not bet that and just go flush the money down the toilet after this commercial break? <laughs> just go do it. So Houston had three wins and a tie. I'm saying they're going to have six wins and no tie. Seven wins and no tie. Oh, seven wins. That's what the Jets had last year. They're not getting seven wins. And the Jets didn't have a functional quarterback. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Oh, better Mahomes. than Mahomes. C.J. Mahomes back there. <laughs> it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.